Welcome to Mr. Brillo's Musings, your weekly update for what's going on in Maroon Team Social Studies. Hey everybody, welcome back to week four uh, of Mr. Brill's Musings, the weekly update for social studies on the Maroon team. Uh, I'm recording this one as I drive into work on Monday morning, so I have my, my earbud headphones in, so hopefully the mic is a little bit better than last week when I was walking on the treadmill doing it. Um, so what? last week, first full five-day week of the year, um, first full five-day week of a, for a long time for these kiddos, um, and I, you know, I told them, I'm, I'm with them, um, I haven't taught for five days in a row since 2019, since I had the last two, last two years, I was doing the teacher on assignment stuff. So it was, uh, it was, it was different. It was great. It was fun to see, uh, get to see kids five days in a row. And it was funny to see how many students were really tired by Friday. And I was right there with them. You kind of forget how tiring it can be to, to, to work, to have bad stuff. So um, at the end of the week, it was funny. I asked the kids what stuck what stunk so something that really stuck with them this past week and something that they wish had gone differently and I got some really cool responses from the kids some really insightful things and and one of the one of the common themes about what stunk I had I'd say at least 10 kids who said (laughs) what stunk was either waking up every day or most of them commented how they wish they had gone to bed earlier and I was right there with them you know I'm used to staying up till 10 30 and then getting up 4 30 it's too much burning the candle at both ends right so hopefully the kids and myself both can get back in that habit of maybe going to sleep a little bit earlier um, but it was it was great to see so this past week we also had our first fire drill on friday um, and then we had we took some time on friday to watch a, a video from a youtube channel called goalcast and if you like any of these inspirational videos i highly suggest you check out the goalcast video channel i have a bunch that i share throughout the year uh, but this one was it's it's by Denzel Washington and he's giving a commencement speech and he talks about don't be afraid to to fail big um, you know don't sell ourselves shorts too often we, we we hesitate and we're afraid to to dare greatly right uh, we as our wrestling team we work with a group of people called wrestling mindset and our mindset coach has this philosophy about goals and he talks about how you know we often set our goals to be what specific, measurable, um, attainable, realistic, time-bound type stuff. And he's like, I don't like that acronym. He said, because if your goals aren't set so high that people are, are laughing at them, maybe you're not setting your goals high enough. You know, and, and the importance isn't necessarily whether we achieve all our goals, but whether we, what we become in the process of chasing our goals. And that's the same idea, the same um, approach that Denzel preaches in this video. So if you have some time, take a few minutes and watch Denzel Washington's goalcast about um, daring to fail greatly, fail big. Before we jump into the individual class updates, I want to take a second and talk about a civics exam because the students will take the one and only big test they'll take all year in my class, and that is the civics exam. They'll take it the end of this quarter, so probably the first week we're looking at the, the tentatively scheduled the first week of 
November, right before the quarter ends, it, it, the timing does kind of stink in that um, it's a pretty big graded assignment right at the end of the quarter, but they will have known about it for <laughs> seven weeks by this point. Uh, a few years ago, Pennsylvania made a requirement that any student graduating from Pennsylvania State High School must pass a civics exam at some point through their academic career. So uh, luckily for us, it fits perfectly into our curriculum. So as a result, the students take this 40-point civics exam in the last week of the quarter. Uh, they've been, the last week or so, they've been playing some review games when they've had time in class. Uh, right underneath the, the classroom resources, you'll see there's a review game already there that has all the content that will be covered on the exam. Um, we'll, we'll take a lot of time throughout the, the quarter to continually go back and review. Most of what we've done on there, most of what's on that exam, we have not discussed yet. So don't panic if you go to play it with your, your student and they don't know anything. Um, that's coming up. That's really what we're starting this week. Um, but it's there. It will be there. That link will change from time to time because the game expires every two weeks. Um, and we'll, we'll spend some, the entire quarter, really, looking at everything they need to know. So uh, I just want to give everybody the heads up about that civics exam. down to the social studies, the American history portion of our, our update, periods one, three, six, and eight, and I will get better at remembering what they are off the top of my head without having to think throughout the year. So this past week was all about our first graded assignment, and it was a 40-point writing assignment. It's number 026, hashtag 026, the Boston Massacre writing assignment. And really, the students kind of, they took part in this activity. It's a culmination of about a week and a half's worth of work on the Boston Massacre. And, and why we looked specifically at the Boston Massacre and what we did this one, it's not just about the historical content. Sure, it's important. It's a turning point in American and, and arguably world history without a doubt. However, the reason we, we spend so much time is, is the skills that the students can acquire by investigating this. We looked at a whole variety of sources, both primary and then secondary sources. The students um, investigated these sources on their own and then worked together to kind of make sense of them. They also then formulated an opinion and defended it, you know, with formal writing. And, and I don't know that there's really a uh, more important skill than being able to make up your mind and then explain why your, your ideas are correct. So the students spent a good deal of time working on this argumentative essay and then supporting it with factual information from their research. Um, they worked really, really most of their writing came on Friday. Um, today, Monday, as I record this, it's Monday, September 27th in the morning. They'll have some time in class to finish it up, and then whatever they don't do today, they're expected to finish this afternoon in their win period or later tonight and turn that in tonight. Um, if they are late for any reason, there's, a, there's a, a, a way that they go about and they turn this in for with no harm, no foul, if they turn out a late ticket. And I'll talk about that a little bit in class this week for students who miss it or anybody else. It's just the idea, like, some sometimes... For whatever reason, we can't do things on time or we don't do things on time and we've got to learn from it, right? You know, we all pay bills late from time to time. I forgot to send last week's update. I totally forgot to email it. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay, but I didn't get docked pay for that, right? So I'm not going to dock points or take points off or anything along those lines. I'm just going to ask the kids to reflect upon it if they turn it in late. You know, what happened? Why were they late? And then next time, how can we avoid them submitting things late? Uh, that's it. So they spent a great deal of time on Friday working on it. Anybody who turned it in, 
to me Friday of this weekend. I went through, I edited, or I didn't edit, excuse me, I evaluated, I gave them a rubric, and I said, here's what the grade would be, here's how you can fix it to improve your grade if you want to. Um, and many of those students had taken great advantage of that, so it's, it's kind of cool to see. This week coming up, um, I'm excited for this week because it's really the first time that the students are going to start to start to get a taste of what this class will be like for most of the year. And what I mean is to this point, most of what we've done has been whole group in that um, we're all doing the same things at roughly the same time. And that works for some people, but for m most of the students it doesn't because you know, we're all at different places, we have different needs, we have different abilities, we have different levels. So some kids need more in certain areas, some kids need less. Some kids love watching videos, some kids would much rather read, some kids want to hear me talk about things. So this is the first week where the students are going to really get a, a whole, a lot of choice in what they do. And we're going to take a look at three big topics, three kind of seminal events in American history, the revolutionary period. We're going to look at the war itself. Um, and they're just going to briefly go over what happened because they talk so much about the revolutionary war in fifth grade. We're not really learning it. We're going to talk about the declaration of independence, you know, what it said, what its goals were when it was written. And then we're going to talk about the constitutional convention. The idea is that it was to solve the mistakes of our first failed government and then you know, what, what the ideas behind the Constitution are. To get those three topics this week, the students are going to have one slide deck that they're going to work in throughout the week. And for each topic, they choose two different things. They choose how they get the information. So I've collected a, uh, curated a source of links um, of videos that they can watch or readings they can follow, or they can choose to do like a little lecture discussion with me. So they'll choose how they get the information, and then they're going to choose how they internalize that information, how they take notes. So a couple weeks ago, we did a little idea of um, doodle notes where the students draw what they're thinking rather than just type it out or write it out. So the students will have the opportunity to either draw notes, if that makes sense for them, if they think visually, or write their notes out or do a combination thereof. So what they'll do is each day, they'll select how they get their information. They'll then select how they process their information with that note sheet. They'll turn the note sheet into the Google slide deck, take a picture, they put it on this slide deck, um, and it's all there for them. So at the end of the week, they can do a sort of self-review, self-reflection, a little graded assignment to think about their thinking. You know, what they did well, what they could have done better, um, what worked for them, and then to kind of process and put together all the historical information. So hopefully the students enjoy the choice they had this week. All right, on to the period four accelerated social studies portion of the, the podcast. Um, this week, this past week, we also finished our first big, our first, a really great assignment. It's our only great assignment right now. And it's our first writing assignment. And that was the, hash, the number 22 Boston Massacre writing assignment where the students also spent some time investigating primary sources uh, and secondary sources to formulate and defend their opinion on the historical question. Who's to blame for the violence of the Boston Massacre? Who's to blame for the violence on March 5th, 1770? You don't necessarily have to call it a massacre. Now, um, again, it's more, about more than just the content because I believe, while I believe that content's important, right, it's a turning point in, a, in world and American history without a doubt. Uh, it's also about the skills. It's about learning how to work with primary and secondary historical sources. It's about formulating, defending your opinion. It's about also, this is where this class was different, working together and collaborating. And what I mean by that is 
this past Friday I gave the option for students to take some time out of their work time to work on a review sheet where they were giving um, six different options that if they wanted to they could look over somebody else's work and they could give me two things and the two things that they could talk about for each of those people was the greatest strength that, the, that their writing had some tiny tweaks that maybe they can change you know, celebrating surprises so what was like shocking to them um, what left them hungry for more where were they lacking a little bit when were they mind blown and clarifying any confusing parts so the students had the opportunity, the option to do this, to give this peer feedback to each other. And I can't tell you how cool it was to watch, you know, over half the class take this opportunity to give up some of their time to work, to help each other out, and then in turn, help themselves. Because when you, when you have that time to evaluate somebody else's, to review somebody else's work, it, it lets you think about what you're doing in your own writing, and your own work. So it's kind of cool to see. The students will finish up their work today um, in class and submit it, turn it in. Uh, this week will be the first week where they really start to get even more individual choice. I know when we did the Colonial Protest Workshop, they were on their own working for quite a bit. This week, they're going to look at three specific topics, the American Revolution. Um, we won't go into too much detail because in fifth grade, they did that already. The Declaration of Independence and the Constitutional Convention. And each day, they're going to choose how they get that information, whether it be by video, video sources that I've curated and collected, um, writing pieces that I've put together, or they can sit and they can talk with me and have a little discussion. And then they're going to tell, they're going to have a choice as to how they go about processing what they've learned, what type of notes they can take. You know, they can have an option to do traditional handwritten notes, or they can also do doodle notes or draw or sketch notes, where they put pictures to the notes to help them make sense of things. In addition, the students will really get into their Wildcat Quest thinking this week, where they're going to start to take a look at three different topics that might interest them, and then within each of those topics, think about subtopics or questions that they can use to guide research. So, you know, by the end of this month, they're going to want to know their topic, what they're going to research for this entire year, and what sorts of subtopics or questions they're going to be looking for. So I'm really looking forward to this week to see what the students can do. Welcome to Mr. Brillo's Musings, your weekly update for what's going on in Maroon Team Social Studies. Welcome back to week number five. We are, uh, what, a month into the school year. It is Monday, October 4th, as I record this thing. So, um, again, like so much this school year, uh, this is, I'm figuring this one out as we go, when I'm going to record it, how I'm going to record it. Um, and I did last week in my truck on the way to school, and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think my Bluetooth audio picked up my my speaker instead of my earbuds so I my mic was pretty bad and I don't know if you could understand the quality and I apologize for that one so I'm going to try this week I turned off my bluetooth I'm in the truck again and this time I have my earbuds with my mic the plug-in mic so hopefully that will be a little bit better for you guys um, so just a personal note tomorrow is my wife's birthday so happy birthday and I'll wish her a happy birthday later uh, but that's it and then uh, last week we took some time last week to watch one of my 
favorite movies, uh, a part of one of my favorite movies, a two-minute clip from Pursuit of Happiness. And I figured it was a timely, it was great timing to show that movie because we were talking about the Declaration of Independence last week, right, the whole Pursuit of Happiness thing. Um, and this movie, if you've never seen it, it's based on a true story. stars Will Smith, um, and he, it's like a rags-to-riches true story. Uh, but we watched a clip about dreams and about following your dreams and about never letting anybody tell you you can achieve your dreams and I thought it's just a great great little message and it fits perfectly with the pursuit of happiness thing so I have that linked in my weekly update uh, and on the show notes in here so if you're interested in seeing that one go ahead over and watch the two minute clip if you've never seen that whole movie it's well worth the watch there are some swear words in there Um, the f words written on the side of one of the buildings Uh, but it's a phenomenal movie all right on to the a social studies portion of the update, which is my periods one, three, six, and eight. Um, those classes last week, we had quite a busy week. Um, four of the five days last week, the students worked on, um, it's, it's on the Google Classroom, it's called number 30, week of September 27, 2001. And it's a slide deck with, I think, one, two, six slides. Um, each slide had a different topic. One was just a heading, one was an introduction, and then we had three different content, uh, areas of content focused last week in that slide deck. One was the American Revolution, which we barely talked about. Um, again, it was just a reminder because the students learned about this in fifth grade, so we can't, we're not going to take a whole lot of time, but I just wanted the students to understand that we fought a revolution over taxes uh, without, with the help of the French and some good leadership decisions and some training, you know, specifically Valley Forge. Um, so I have a little local history flair that we were able to finally outlast the British to win the Revolutionary War. Um, we then, the students also took a look at the Declaration of Independence. Um, and the idea behind this is just, again, to understand that the Declaration came in the middle of the war. It was, well, in the beginning parts of the war. It was after an attempt of other, a list of other attempts to try and rectify the situation with the British. And then finally, the Founding Fathers decided we've had enough. It's time to declare independence. And then it sets forth the goals and the ideals of our nation. So the students looked specifically at the preamble and the whole two truths and three natural rights. Like we hold these truths to be self-evident that A, all men are created equal, and B, they're endowed with their creator with certain inalienable rights, and then the rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So we wanted to take a look at um, the Declaration and what goals it sets up for our nation. And then the third content burst was the one about the Constitutional Convention. And again, this was just to get them introduced to the idea um, and to realize that two things, two major things. A, the Constitution is a document that sets up our nation's government. And then B, it came because our first form failed. So we needed to fix that Articles of Confederation after the Revolutionary War. And they wrote this Constitution. At the end of the week, some students got to this portion. Others are going to finish it up today in class. There's a reflection piece. And um, in number 30... Along with the Google slide deck, there is a Google Doc that gives them the directions. And it looks complicated, and many of the students who finished it did a great job and finished it in 10 or 15 minutes. It's really, it's simple and straightforward, but it's challenging. And it's one question the students have to answer, um, and then they have to cite information from each of those three things that we did throughout the week. So throughout the week, the students had choice on how they go about learning the information. They could do videos that I curated and collected and some recorded, put together. They could do uh, readings from the internet that I put together for them. Or they could just kind of go with me and we would do discussions. And the students took notes on, the, on each of the topics and put the pictures of their notes in that Google slide deck. 
So at the end of the week, they had all their information in one place and they could use it to answer this one simple question, which is challenging. It's how did conflict help shape our nation's history in the 1780s, 1770s, 1780s? Right, so the students have to look at examples of conflict from each of those three things and just list it for me. I told them they could do it through. Some students love to draw. I have a couple, like two or three students who draw and their, their sketches are unbelievable. They can do that. I have some students who like to talk. So they used a thing called Moat to record a 30-second piece. And yeah, done right, you can answer that question with detail in 30 seconds if you plan it out. And then some other students prefer to write, so they answered it in either a paragraph or bulleted list. Um, the whole idea is just to synthesize, combine all the information, and use it to answer a big question. Uh, there was one other graded assignment that the students had to do, and that was number 31 which was a revolution processing activity where they took a look at one event from the American Revolution, whether it be Lexington and Concord or Yorktown, and then again, the whole multiple perspectives thing. They had to fill out either a tweet or a caption this picture assignment with different perspectives. You know, how the colonists came to win at Yorktown or what happened at, at um, Lexington and Concord and how either side would have felt about it. Um, so those are the two great assignments, number 30 and number 35, that are the students will be finishing up today in class, Monday, October 4th. Um, that's, they're worth 15 points in total. Uh, and then that's the last two grades before our, our weekly, our, our mid-quarter progress. Unbelievable. So this upcoming week, what we're doing, the students are going to, again, today take some time to finish up number 31 and 30. Um, they're going to then move on to the first project that we're going to complete of the year. And I'm excited for this because my, my class, our eighth grade social studies in general, is, is very highly project-based. Um, our content lends itself to it. And then we try to give a lot of autonomy to the students. We try and give them as much choice as possible because we all know that if students have some sort of say, some choice in what they're doing, they're going to do a better job at it, right? So um, the students are going to be working on it. It's a document. Um, the choices will be made in number 34, um, the Constitution menu where they have to do over the next three to four weeks, and there'll be specific due dates coming out later this week, um, over the next three to four weeks, they will complete three products. All right, so one is a collaborative group project. It's called a Common Craft Video. Really cool. You take a complex topic, topic and explain it in simple terms with simple images. The students will then um, have to answer a, a question and use historical evidence to cite their answer, a little writing piece. And then the third choice is to create something. Um, they can create an infograph. They can create a, um, uh, um, oh my goodness, comic book, or they can create a uh, book, ebook. And the idea is to take the information about the Constitution and the Constitutional Convention, three specific areas, and we'll talk about that in a second, and turn it into something. Each product they do has to cover a different topic, um, whether it's the principles of the Constitution, so like the guiding beliefs behind it and the three branches of government, how we separate our power. That's one of the topics. A second topic is the Bill of Rights. So, you know, the first 10 amendments of the Constitution and what rights they guarantee us and grant us as American citizens. And then the third one is the Electoral College, understanding how we elect our, our president um, every four years. Because it can be, as we all know, it can be confusing sometimes, especially for eighth graders. Um, so that's where we're headed next week, where they're going to start to make their choices and then start to create and research those products. Um, the link on my update is live for you to see the menus i don't know you might have to have your son or daughter log in to google to show to see the specifics for the guidelines um, because they are shared documents and i can't share them out um, if you have any questions though what we're doing let me know i'm really looking forward to the students getting creating this week because that's when the fun happens